I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. Tonight we are going to talk about a haunted honky-tonk here in Kentucky mm-hmm. called Bobby Mackey's Music World. Now, Drew and I have never been, but I would like to visit it at some point. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, and they do offer paranormal tours, which I'll, I'll talk about at the end. Um, but I, I think it would be fun if we could go conduct our own investigation. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like fun. Uh, before you tell us more, though, uh, why don't you let me know what we're drinking? Sure. So um, so we wanted to do a bourbon drink, you know, bourbon whiskey, um, mainly because, you know, it was just derby season here in Louisville. And then later on, I'll be referencing a whiskey distillery. Yeah. And so we got Maker's Mark, French Oaked, the number 46, um, when we went to a tasting at Total Wine a couple weeks ago. And so I thought, let's let's open that up. And then I thought, well, what's more Kentucky than Ale 8? Ale 8 1. Right. Um, ginger Ale. So then it made me think of this drink that I had at Bourbon and Beyond last year. It was a bourbon slushy. It's just pretty much bourbon, Ale 8, and ice. Right. So I thought, you know, it's getting to be summertime. I think that'd be a fun, refreshing drink. Yeah. So that's what we're sipping on tonight. What do you think? It's good. Mm -hmm. So, um, Bobby Mackey's Music World is a music hall and tavern located at 44 Licking Pike in Wilder, Kentucky. It's located on the northwest part of the state. Employees and patrons of the bar have claimed to experience many different types of paranormal activity. So much so, in fact, that there is a warning sign inside the building that reads... Warning to our patrons, this establishment is purported to be haunted. Management is not responsible and cannot be held liable for any actions of any ghosts or spirits on this premises. Oh, I didn't know there was a warning. Yes, right inside the door. Okay. So allegedly the building is located on the side of an old slaughterhouse. That's kind of the um, legend that's that's been told is that it was a slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility built in the 1850s which served northwestern kentucky and the cincinnati area a well was dug into the dirt on the lower level to hold bloody remains of the slaughtered animals when the building was abandoned in the 1890s legend says that it was then used by a satanic cult to perform ritualistic sacrifices of both animals and humans in the basement of course <laughs> sounds Like, yeah. Sounds on brand. Yeah, on point. (laughs) However, I've also heard that the location wasn't actually a slaughterhouse, but was instead part of this old 76 distillery. 
And the well was part of a tunnel system that pumped water to make the whiskey at the facility. Now, I did some research, just quick research on Google, and I found that Wilder, Kentucky was formerly known as Finchtown. It was a small settlement located near the Licking River. And I reviewed some maps of Finchtown from that period, and it looks like there was a slaughterhouse located several hundred feet south of where Bobby Mackey's is now located. Instead, to me, it looks like the distillery was built there in, in, by George Robertson Jr. in 1876. And that, to me, is where the site of the current tavern and music hall is. Look at you, Nancy Drew. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> there you can find a lot of stuff on the internet, you know? <laughs> well, imagine that. The World Wide Web. Surf it with us. On February 1st, 1896, <laughs> the headless corpse of a pregnant woman was oh found gosh. in a field in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, which is located just a few miles away from where Bobby Mackey's now stands. The young woman appeared to have multiple wounds across her back and her hands, and the coroner determined she was still alive when she was decapitated. That's fucked up. Yeah. He also determined that she, of course, was five months pregnant, and she was actually identified, despite not having a head, as 22-year-old Pearl Bryan from Greencastle, Indiana, thanks to... A tag in her custom-made shoes. Police arrested her lover, Scott Jackson, and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, or Walling. Both were students at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery. Apparently, Scott convinced Pearl to visit him in Cincinnati so that she could have an abortion. And on January 31st, 1896, the men slipped cocaine into Pearl's drink. Then they allegedly tried to perform the abortion themselves, but it went horribly wrong, and they killed her. To try to cover up what they did, and so she couldn't be identified, they cut off her head. Holy crap. When police asked the men where they had disposed of her head, they gave several different answers, including the Ohio River. Her head has never been found, but legend says that they threw it into the well at the location that is now Bobby Mackey's Music World. Rumors even spread that these two men were Satanists, and they had sacrificed her to the devil. Both men were convicted of first-degree murder, and they were hanged in March of 1897. According to some stories, before he died, Alonzo vowed to haunt the area, and some have claimed to see his apparition in the building. People have also claimed to see a headless ghost dressed in turn-of-the-century gown, like a you know, turn-of-the-century right. outfit. Could this be the spirit of Pearl Bryant? Uh, that story is completely fucked up. Yeah, and it's all true. It is That's... all true. I so, actually found... Well, go ahead. No, I was like, so where do you, do you think the head is down in the well? I don't know. Mm. It's never been found to this day. I did want to mention I found several old newspaper clippings about the murder and the subsequent hangings. I believe that these some of these articles are actually posted inside Bobby Mackey's, kind of as like proof of the paranormal and stuff that's been going on. Um, and so any visitors to the site can actually see um, a lot of these clippings. Now I'm going to read from an, an excerpt from one of them that I found. It's a New York Times article. Let me pull this up here. So you can see here... Um, Sorry, listeners, you can't see it, but Drew's looking at it right now. 
Um, Jackson and Walling die. Execution at Newport, Kentucky, yesterday forenoon of the murderers of Pearl Bryan. Walling's plea of innocence. Jackson, in the last hours, tried to clear his associate, but the governor would not interfere. Um, so let's see. This is interesting. Jackson, who had been slightly sick before, said he felt much better. They lighted cigars after lunch and sat in their windows, calmly smoking and chatting. At one o'clock, Wailing or Walling retired to his cot and within five minutes was sleeping as soundly as a healthy babe. This is what, how they write right. back in those, those days. Jackson evidently was not inclined to seek repose and did not retire when his partner in crime did. He remained awake, laughing and joking with the death watch. At 1.40 o'clock, Sheriff Plummer arrived at the place of execution, having in his possession the straps and black caps. When he entered the jail, he found Wailing sleeping soundly. Jackson was still awake, and the sheriff asked him if he expected to make any final statement upon the scaffold. I don't think I will have any to make, replied Jackson. So anyway, so it goes on to kind of talk about the timeline here. And, um, let's see. So Jackson had tried to say that, that Walling wasn't really guilty of the crime. It was just him that had committed it. Okay. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then it talks a bit about the history of the case. So it says, on Saturday morning, February 1st, 1896, the headless body of a young woman was found on the farm of John B. Locke, near the end of the Fort Thomas electric car line, south of Newport, Kentucky. No marks of identification could be discovered, and no cards, letters, or anything calculated to solve the mystery could be found. And it was her shoes. The dead woman's shoes were stamped with Lewis and Hayes, Greencastle, Indiana. Mm. So that's how they were eventually able to identify her. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was interesting the way that they write, you know, my background's in journalism and it's, it's kind of funny to, to hear right. how they used to write back then. So I have a question. Okay. Why wouldn't they just throw the head and the body into the well? If that, if that's actually. Because what... maybe only the head could fit and okay. not the entire body. Okay, it's well, kind right. of a small, I'm going to try and pull up a picture for you so you can see what this well looks like. Okay. And, um, listeners, I hope that you will also do the same if you just go to Google and type in um, Bobby Mackey's Music World and Well. Should be able to find some images, especially some that have been posted by patrons who've done the. So here it is. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, don't think know. it's. The body wouldn't easily be hidden, but a, a head might. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> After the slaughterhouse or distillery, whatever it actually was, was demolished, the lot remained empty until the 1920s. During Prohibition, a new building was erected to serve as a casino, nightclub, and speakeasy for the town. Then, in 1933, the building was purchased by E.A. Buck Brady. He named the casino the Primrose, and it became very successful. However, this success caught the attention of a Cincinnati mobster who tried to take the building by force. Patrons were threatened by the mob. Violence would often break out. When a mobster named Albert Red, quote unquote Red was his nickname, I guess, 
Masterson, showed up to the casino one day, Buck pulled a gun on him. Police charged Buck with attempted murder, and he soon lost his business. Okay. In Mm. 1950s, the building reopened as the Latin Quarter nightclub. Supposedly, the nightclub had ties to the mob, specifically the Cleveland Gang Syndicate, and there was a safe room where they stored their money. According to local legend, the nightclub owner's daughter, Johanna, danced at the club and fell in love with a singer by the name of Robert Randall. Johanna became pregnant and she planned to run away with Robert. However, when her father found out, he had the mob kill the singer. In a fit of rage and despair, Johanna poisoned her father and then took her own life in the basement. Okay. However... I watched one video in which a paranormal investigator said that there's actually no record of Johanna. So it's difficult to determine how much of the story is truth and how much of it is actually just, you know, folklore, an urban legend. So there's no record of her at all? No. What about her father? Is there a record of her father? I don't know. Okay. Okay. But what I can tell you is that they do believe there was some mob activity in the building. Like I said, there's that safe room, but mm-hmm. there's also bullet holes in the basement door, and there's a cage in the basement where they believe that the mob would imprison people. A cage? Yes. Yeah. So, in 1978, Bobby Mackey, a well-known country music singer, purchased the building and turned it into what it is today, a music hall and tavern. But, of course, the story doesn't end there. Right. Bobby hired a man by the name of Carl Lawson to be the caretaker of the building. Carl claimed to see the ghost of a woman who he believed to be Joanna or Johanna. She encouraged him to dig up the floor in the basement. And when he did so, he found that old well. So it had actually been covered up with like floorboards. And then he dug it up and found the well. Soon after that, Carl began hearing voices in the upstairs apartment where he slept. He believed he was experiencing oppression from demonic forces that inhabited the building. Some thought he was even possessed, and a priest was called to perform an exorcism on him in the building. Now, what's kind of weird here is I watched their, one of the very first season um, of uh, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Bros. Ghost Bros. Um, they went to Bobby Mackey's and they actually interviewed Carl mm-hmm. and asked him about his experience. I found out though, in my research, Carl passed away in 2013. So when did that air? It, well, when was, it was that like 2004 okay. is when I think Ghost Adventures first started. Oh, okay. And he passed away nine years later and many people believe he now haunts the tavern. And it was really weird. I had done the research first and then seeing him be interviewed on Ghost Adventures. That's eerie. Yeah, it was very eerie. Very eerie. Um, And they believe he specifically haunts the apartment where he used to live. So there's some paranormal investigators when they when they come and they um, are doing like the tour and stuff of the building. They'll go to his apartment and they've captured EVPs or electronic voice phenomena. In that room, and they believe it's Carl's voice. They believe it sounds like him. Weird, right? That is weird. Now, many people who have worked there, and some patrons, have had paranormal experiences, including unexplained sounds such as knocking or phantom footsteps, 
whistling, tapping. Objects have reportedly been moved. And the jukebox, this is really interesting. The jukebox will play on its own, even though they unplug it at night. It still plays? It will still play. And it plays a song that isn't even allegedly on the jukebox. It's called the Anniversary Waltz. Oh, that's creepy. And they believe that's like the ghost's favorite song. People also claim to smell roses throughout the building. And that's allegedly like how Johanna makes her presence known because she used to wear rose-scented perfume. And so whenever she's near, you'll smell that. Um, Now, Bobby claims to be skeptical of all of this. However, he did write a song called Johanna. Oh. So, so he's not that skeptical. He's not that. I mean, I mean, he might be skeptical, but he at least... He's cashing in on he's it. He's cashing in <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, and if you, like I said, if you go to their Facebook page, you'll find pictures that people have posted of the well or the, the portal to hell in the basement. They call it the portal to hell because they believe that with the animal sacrifices and potentially human sacrifices and uh, Pearl's head, that this opened up a portal, which is where this demonic activity is potentially coming from. Yeah, that's that's the most interesting part to me so far is is the well. Okay. And what what's going on with that? Because, you know, you have, like you said, the animal sacrifices and, and stuff like that, but also you have a full-on murder that mm-hmm. allegedly they threw the head down there and they never found the head, right? Right. They never to Where this the head day. Go? Do they try to go down the well to find it? They even tried draining certain like lo- water locations near that n- near that area. Yeah. Um, and they were never able to find the head. They, and the men, like I said, had claimed that they threw it in the Ohio River. Can't really check that easily, but you would have thought maybe it would have washed up. Right. Because sometimes things, you know, wash, wash up. Wash up on the shore. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and you know, this, this location has received a lot of coverage from paranormal TV shows. So I already mentioned ghost adventures, but it was also featured on a haunting, which I love that show. I don't know if you remember that, babe. Is that the one with the, they're like, they reenact it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, most terrifying places in America, ghost hunters, paranormal lockdown, portals to hell, and even, of course, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I love those too. <laughs> yes. So they even went and um, stayed the night and did an investigation. Right. That's the one episode where um, Shane is like, hey, it's, demon, it's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that episode. I think Reefer says that. Um, of course, many newspapers have also mentioned the location Especially around the holiday, or the holiday, the Halloween. I mean, it is a holiday. It's yeah. yeah. Um, the Halloween season, spooky season, they'll write news articles. Of course, buzz up, like, you know. Yes. And I think or... that, I think Bobby Mackey really, like, um, likes to, to kind of ramp up stuff. They do, like, fun little Halloween, I think, parties or something. Right. Um, it, it was also something else I found that was interesting. About a year ago, on March 28th. So 2022, there was a news report that three people were shot outside of Bobby Mackey's and it was covered by WKRC local 12 news. And they said that the injuries were non-life threatening, but I couldn't find an update. I couldn't find 
any follow-up story to explain what had happened, like if it was a domestic violence situation and gun was involved, or I, it, it there was no explanation. Maybe, like you said, maybe it's like a magnet for you know bad things to happen there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, guns, gun stuff happens everywhere right. in the U.S. So, I mean. It, maybe it's just happenstance that you know this situation happened outside of Bobby Mackey's. But the whole the thing is, though, it also has a very tainted reputation, right? So it's just another thing to kind of put on there. Mm-hmm. One other thing I did want to mention, and I wasn't sure if I really wanted to mention it at first, but I think I am gonna at least because if anyone watches go back goes back and watches Ghost Adventures because mm-hmm. it is on Hulu if anyone wants to see it. They mentioned that Bobby Mackey's wife was kind of pushed, like tried to be pushed down the stairs, or she was pushed down the stairs, and she claimed it was by who she thought was Alonzo Walling. Okay, one of the one of the guys. She thought it was his spirit, his ghost. Okay, they had tried to push her. Of course, this is this is told by Zach Bagans. Of course, after he had interviewed Bobby and. The wife did not want to be interviewed interviewed to okay. tell her what had happened. And I think it's, they claim it like scared her and she didn't want to discuss it, you know, so she won't even go to the location. Um, But because I didn't really hear it from her words, I don't know how much of it is I true think or it's a, been exaggerated. That's a good idea because if it's Zach Bagan, you probably can bet your bottom dollar that there's a lot of this um, exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan. I know. I know. So if, um, you know, if anyone's interested in doing one of these paranormal tours of the building, um, you just go to their website and they do have a link there. You can take a two hour guided tour for $35 per person. And there's also private group investigations, but they're quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, sure. Um, but I would love to go. I mean, we could just do the two-hour guided tour, and they do let you do a little bit of an investigation, kind of like off on the side, I think, but it's like nothing extensive. But still, it might be kind of cool to go and get some pictures and see yeah. if we can get an EVP and take our, um, our what is it called, baby? The magnetic detector. Yeah. EM- EMF. EMF detector. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So, um, yeah. So what do you think, babe? I mean... I, I, and we've talked about this before when we talked about haunted houses and haunted places, but I feel like when there's a bunch of tragedy and trauma, mm-hmm. it leaves a stain on this world and leaves a stain on this, you know, plane of existence. Mm-hmm. So I really, and, and I think, you know, I, as we've been doing this series of real haunted houses, that's kind of my... Yeah, I didn't call this real haunted houses, though. Oh, okay. Because it's well, not a house. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> I called a... it the haunted honky tonk. Honky tonk. Honky tonk. Right, sorry. Don't you look at me like that? Wow, that's a song. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But um, I I think like you know when when there's just like I said like you know I've said this before when there's a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff going on a lot of murders death destruction you have you know a failed abortion that end up and you said that she was half a she's kind of alive when that's she what was... the coroner said so that means she was alive when they cut her head off so they thought they killed her mm-hmm. she wasn't all the way dead 
Right. And then she started to behead her. See, like, that's that's a lot of trauma there. And, you know. But, it, and I want to be clear, it wasn't on the location that this occurred. I know that. I know you said that, but but the head was allegedly thrown down the way. Yes, there's also so, another thing I saw where they, when they were in the carriage and they were just going to dispose of her body, that they passed that building or where that building had stood, and that's where they potentially got the idea to throw her head into the well. Okay. Because they had passed it on their way to that field where they got actually it. disposed of the body. Right. So, I mean, with that, and then you have, you know, the whole stuff with the mob and, right. you know, all that violence there. Mm -hmm. The bullet holes the in bullet the basement holes door. The basement door. Um, How many people did they shoot and kill down there? And also imprisoned. in a, mm -hmm. and, and that's the big too. If it was in the basement, the well had to be there open, too, at the same time, right? No. Remember, I told you the floorboards were covered. It was okay, until it was, Carl okay, got in it. the 70s so, or 80s that he discovered it. It kind of reminds me, I know this sounds weird, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Evil Dead, almost in a way. Like, just because, oh. like, because, like, there's, like, this thing underneath the house that's, like, maybe, like, a portal to something because there's, just, like, so much stuff going on. Yeah. And, and they, like, cover it up. And then, mm -hmm. like, it comes back out again. It's going to be a dead eye that's going to, like, crawl out of there. <laughs> so. It kind of reminds me, too, though, of Amityville Horror, where they, were, they mm. found that weird red room, the closet. Yeah. Or it was behind the closet. Yeah. And they discovered it after they moved in. And like, what was, was that? That was also like potentially satanic um, sacrifices going on in there. Right. So, I mean, yeah, let's go visit and, you know. Check it out. Yeah. We're going to have to get some like, if we're going to go all these places, Stephanie, we need to take like holy water or something. I know. Like, I, 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 I will tell you this, like. You know, if we're going to go like do these investigations, we need to have something to like, like I don't know, wash our hands afterward of like. Yeah, I well, I think I mentioned on Instagram that my grandmother had passed away, or I said that we had a funeral. It was my grandma who died. Um, she was ninety three and she was ready to go. Um, but we had her funeral on Friday, and there was a she was very Catholic, Irish Catholic, and there was a priest there that was like anointing her coffin mm -hmm. or, or a casket with holy water and he had like three things of holy he had water. like three bottles of it and i was like dude i want to go grab one like i want to <laughs> have one on hand just in case <laughs> i should have asked him he probably would have let me uh ma'am why do you need this holy water well because we do we a paranormal a podcast, podcast. <laughs> we go on investigations here's our card <laughs> he might, you know he might be cool with it i don't know oh we could have like interviewed him about like exorcisms now that my grandma's funeral, that would have been really awkward. No, not there. <laughs> not at your grandma's funeral. Excuse me, sir. Can we, when you have a free moment, can we talk about exorcisms? Oh, We'd no. love to interview you. He probably isn't the exorcist. Like, you know how there's the Catholic Church. It, it, goes only up, has... it goes up certain levels, yes. Yeah. So. Anywho. Well, listeners, what do you think? Do you think Bobby Mackey's Music World houses a portal to hell in the basement? Have you ever been there? If you have, we'd love to hear from you. We want to see your pictures. Send them to us. Let us live through you. Yes. <laughs> Email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. If you, if you have a story idea that you would like us to investigate um, or you know research and do a podcast on, you can always do that too. We are more than, you know, wanting to get ideas, you know, any type of, you know. Well, true, stories true stories from our listeners. We would love to feature those on the podcast. Yeah. 
And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We hope you'll continue to listen every week as we talk about spirits while we sip on some spirits. Bye. Bye.